Disgraced NBC News anchor Brian Williams is back in business. Williams, you'll recall, was suspended from the NBC anchor spot in February after it was revealed that he had fabricated stories about himself, saying he'd flown into Baghdad with SEAL Team 6 during the Iraq invasion, that he'd been present at the fall of the Berlin Wall, that he'd narrowly escaped the Red Wedding on Game of Thrones, and that he was actually Tom Cruise wearing one of those full-body costumes from Mission Impossible. Searching for the perfect job for a man without resume, Williams has agreed to become breaking news anchor at left-wing cable station MSNBC. Announcing the hire, MSNBC president Spirally Guguai said, quote, we polled our viewers before making our decision. Jack, Fred, and Bob were in favor of hiring Brian. Susan, Richard, and Tom weren't sure. Only Karen was absolutely opposed to it, but she still believes it wasn't George W. Bush who blew up the World Trade Center, so what does she know? NBC Network News director Bughair Cuckoo Face said, quote, after we were caught editing audio tape to falsely portray George Zimmerman as racist and distorting comments by Mitt Romney to make him sound out of touch, we needed to bring someone in who would improve our reputation. Honesty-wise, Brian Williams is actually a step up for us. In an exclusive interview with The Daily Wire, Williams said he had spent his six-month suspension from NBC doing some, quote, serious soul-searching, and that he tried his best to redeem himself and reclaim his good name by smuggling guns to the rebels in Syria, where he had come eyeball to eyeball with the deadly Iranian sniper Mustafa and shot him dead just like Bradley Cooper did in American Sniper. Williams added he had turned down a job as Hillary Clinton's campaign manager to take the MSNBC post. Williams' first assignment for MSNBC is covering the visit of Pope Francis to the United States, but he said he also hoped to interview such other luminaries as Albus Dumbledore, Daenerys Targaryen, the Emperor Palpatine, and the guy whose health coverage improved because of Obamacare. Williams said among the issues in the news that most interested him were the illegal U.S. invasion of the planet Pandora, the moral ramifications of eating soil and green, and man-made climate change. Chris Matthews of MSNBC's Hardball said Williams was a perfect addition to the left-wing cable station's news team. He should fit right in. Matthews was quoted as saying, he's white and he makes stuff up. According to the New York Times, a former newspaper, the Williams appointment is part of a station-wide makeover during which the woman's new show, The Cycle, will be replaced by the feminist new show, That Time of Month, and Hardball will be replaced with Softball, featuring Face the Nation interviewer John Dickerson talking to Hillary Clinton every single night. In summing up the changes, MSNBC's vice president in charge of distortion, woo-woo incredulous, remarked, for MSNBC, this is an exciting time of ongoing change and continued dishonesty. And I can only say, trigger warning. I'm Andrew Clavin, and this is The Andrew Clavin Show. Hello, this is Andrew Clavin. This is The Andrew Clavin Show on the first day of fall or autumn. It's also uh, Yom Kippur, I think. Ben Shapiro is, is off. He won't be doing... Um, his, uh, his show today. I, I remember, I, I grew up a Jew. I only became uh, a Christian later in life. And I always remember, I was always incredibly touched when the guy on TV would say, we wish all our viewers a Merry Christmas and a Happy Hanukkah to all our Jewish friends. I always thought that was very, you know, nice and inclusive. So let me say that, you know, I hope everybody has a good uh, Yom Kippur. Uh, Yom is, a, of course, 
the Hebrew word for day, and Kippur means uh, we plot to destroy the Gentiles, I think, doesn't it? Uh, so it's, uh, maybe, I, maybe I just got rid of all the goodwill I had earned. Uh, you know, you know America, America is such a great uh, country. It is really the least prejudiced country uh, in the West, which would make it the least prejudiced country in the world. Uh, and I think that um, I think people don't really know uh, about some of the uh, some of the slanders against Jews that really went for thousands of years in Europe, uh, starting with the Jews killed Christ and moving on to the horrible blood libel where they would really accuse whole villages of Jews of, of uh, killing Christian children to make their bread for Passover. Uh, and uh, it was, you know, interesting, of course, none of these things uh, were true of the Jews in general, but they're all true of Ben Shapiro. This is uh, the thing that he, on, a, on a Friday evening, you'll see Ben with a Christian child under his arm and you say, Ben, what's that child for? And he'll be like, what child? Uh, so anyway, seriously, Yom Kippur, a very serious day of atonement for the Jews, and I wish uh, you all a solemn occasion now that I've ruined everything I had to say. Um, we have, this is another truncated version of the Andrew Clavin Show. We're still broadcasting out of an abandoned meth lab, I think, in Passaic, New Jersey, but we're building these fantastic new studios that have chocolate fountains, and uh, I think when we're there, the entire Cirque du Soleil is going to come in and do an interpretive dance of my thoughts as I speak, but for now, this is sort of truncated, so we have to talk fast. I'm going to be talking about uh, actually a very important issue, for me anyway, it's uh, how the left basically uh, screws conservatives in the arts, in the culture, and then how we, in response, blow up ourselves. And uh, let's, I want to begin with a cut of uh, Ted Cruz on the Colbert show, the new Colbert show. He, he, I don't endorse candidates for the simple reason that I truly believe that we should trust not in princes, that none of these guys is going to save us. There's a number of uh, candidates I think would be perfectly fine with me uh, as long as we don't elect another leftist like Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump. Um, okay. Uh, so let's, let's take a look at, at Cruz uh, jousting with Stephen Colbert. Well, let me ask about Reagan yeah. for a second. Yes. Is that Democrats, Democrats uh, you know, and Republicans have had reasons why they like Ronald Reagan. Um, but would, does today's modern Republican Party reflect some of the things that Reagan did? Reagan raised taxes, okay? Reagan actually um, had a amnesty program for illegal immigrants. Neither of those things would allow Reagan to be nominated today. So to what level can you truly emulate Ronald Reagan? Isn't that from a period of time when he was willing to work with Tip O'Neill across the aisle to get stuff done? Isn't that what people want more than anything else? Is not just principles, but action. Well, I'll tell you, number one, as I travel the country, I, I haven't seen anyone saying the thing we want of Republicans is to give in more to Barack Obama in the direction <laughs> we're going. I don't hear that across the country. But are, there, are those aspects of Reagan something you could agree with? Raising Ronald, taxes and amnesty for illegal immigrants. Could you Ronald agree Reagan, with Reagan? Could you agree with Reagan on those two things? Uh, no, of course not. All right. But Ronald Reagan also signed the largest tax cut in history. Mm -hmm. He reduced government regulations from Washington. He did. And economic growth exploded. You know, when Reagan came in from 1978 to 1982, economic growth averaged less than 1% a year. There's only one other four-year period where that's true. That's true from 2008 to 2012. And what Reagan did, 
He cut taxes, he cut regulations, he unchanged small businesses, and economic growth boomed. Mm -hmm. Millions of people were lifted out of poverty but into prosperity in the middle class. But when conditions changed in the country, he reversed his world's largest tax cut and raised taxes when revenues did not match the expectations. So it, it's a matter of compromising. Will you be willing? Will you be willing to compromise with the other side? Because I would say that it is possible, it's entirely possible that your plan might be the right one. If it turns out not to be the right one, would you be willing to compromise with the other side, change your mind, and, and do something that the other side wants and not feel like you've capitulated with the devil? So, my attitude... Is it possible? Because you're a religious man, right? You're a religious man. And I dabble. <laughs> But would you believe that it's important not to call the other side the devil? Um, absolutely. There's nothing diabolical about you. All right, then, just stop it right there. Stop it right there. First of all, I just want to point out that Ted Cruz actually got off a great ad lib there that was completely ignored. Colbert went over to this audience is applauding. Yeah, raise our taxes. Raise, that's great. We love it. What are they talking about? It's a complete distortion of the Reagan record. Cruz had it right. But that's not the major point. The major point I have to make is this. On Vanity Fair recently, they had a cover that had all of the late night hosts uh, arrayed as they do on those Vanity Fair. Do we have this? Can we show it? Okay, if, if you are paying for your subscription, I think you can actually see this on the video. Here they are, they're all up here, except for one. There's one guy missing, Tom Shalhoub. Shalhoub, is that how you pronounce it? Uh, the, the Red Eye host? The host of the conservative talk show Red Eye Nowhere to be seen. And Tom, in a hilarious tweet, cut out a picture of himself and pasted it in there in this really messy way, just to sort of add it. So I went online to see what the politics of these guys are, the what the politics of each one is, let's say. So Jimmy Fallon endorsed, endorsed Obama. He's never come out as a Democrat, but he endorsed Obama, so he's probably a Democrat. Conan O'Brien is a Democrat. Uh, Trevor Noah is from uh, South Africa, he, but he, was, uh, he is the new guy on The Daily Show. He, he, hasn't, he starts today, I think, or this week or somewhere around here. He hasn't really made any points except that he put out some tweets that were offensive to Jews, so I guess he's a Democrat. He, uh, we, you know, so it's hard. He's from another country. It's hard to know, but he's very concerned with race. He said in the New York Times this morning that he, that he there is something like an epidemic of blackness on his show. Uh, James Corden, who does the Late Late Show, is replacing Craig Ferguson, who did occasionally say a conservative word and may in fact have been conservative, but Craig Ferguson was Scottish. Corden is British, so it's hard, again hard to know. Jimmy Kimmel, Democrat. John Oliver, British, but a complete leftist. Uh, Seth Meyers, uh, I don't know his affiliation, but he is reliably liberal, and according to Warner Todd Houston of the Breitbart site, uh, he found Hillary Clinton sexy. Got to be a Democrat. I mean, what, you know, what on earth? You know, attacked and he attacked Romney, Bill Maher. I need to say no more. Larry Wilmore, the nightly show replacement for Colbert, was handpicked picked by John Stewart. Every one of them, every one of them, is basically on the left. And now the candidates, because politics and showbiz have become conjoined, the politics have to go on these guys and do 
what Ted Cruz just did, which was take on a hostile man who, ha who is a comedian and therefore has the love and support of this audience that is plotting wildly for raising their taxes, which if their taxes were raised, believe me, when they got the notice from the IRS, they're not going to be sitting at home going, hey, this is great. Now I don't have as much money as I had. It's not going to happen. It only happens because Colbert is, is lovable and a comedian. And so they're using the culture basically to cast us constantly uh, as, as the devil. Conservatives are, you can, you can take this away now, I can't, I can't stand looking at it. Conservatives are the Negroes of show business. And I say that advisedly, they're the Negroes of uh, comedy. Uh, we, had, we just had a, the Emmys on Sunday was celebrating diversity, celebrating diversity. Viola Davis won, she's black. That's not diversity. That's just an actress with a different color face. Diversity is about ideas. All the jokes, there was one Bernie Sanders joke, I think, but all the jokes were against conservatives. We are excluded, and don't ever let them tell you that it's about us. That's what they say. They say, well, you know, Republicans just aren't as funny as we are. Conservatives aren't funny because liberals have no sense of humor about themselves. Jon Stewart goes on TV and he says, and he curses out Dick Cheney and he's on the cover of magazines. Everybody says, oh, a brilliant, what a brilliant comedian. Go on TV and curse out Barack Obama. And it's like, whoa, whoa. I mean, even a clown at a rodeo was hounded out of the business because he made a joke about Barack Obama. So it's not about us. It's the same as when they didn't have black managers and coaches and football teams and baseball teams. Literally, they used to give interviews saying, well, listen, hey, I love black people, but they are not prepared to run a team, which is obviously now we see once they let you in, once they give you a chance to fail and succeed and winnow out uh, the dross. Uh, I'll bet Chuck Pagano of the, uh, Pagano of the Colts was wishing that black people on Monday, <laughs> wishing that black people weren't smart enough to coach a team as Todd Bowles basically coached him uh, right into, uh, into another world. So that's the, way, that's the way the left manipulates the culture against us. Now, here's what we do to blow ourselves up, because when you're excluded, you develop bad habits. This is true of everybody. Uh, in Russia, where they mistreated the Jews, the Jews became the criminal class. In America, where Jews were eventually welcomed, they became doctors, lawyers, entertainers, all the things that they are today. The Irish uh, were the bad guys. They used to write in Britain, they used to write about the Irish the way people used to write about blacks in America. And so the Irish were a criminal class. They come here. At first, they were corrupt, uh, corrupt Democrat politicians. But then once they were allowed in, uh, they became great contributors to society, Italians the same way. Blacks now are finally, uh, you know, moving out. They're, they have bad habits that they learned during the time of exclusion. You have to get rid of them. Conservatives are the same way. Conservatives have been so alienated from the arts that they've developed bad habits. And their worst habit is scolding rejection of anything that in any way sets off any of their buttons. The best example is Harry Potter, uh, the wonderful, most popular series of kids' books. Uh, evangelical Christians rejected it because they said Harry Potter was a wizard and wizards are not Christian. They never object to Gandalf, right? Gandalf is a wizard, but they don't object because they know that Lord of the Rings is a Christian book. So is Harry Potter. It's a wonderful parable of, of Christianity, of Christian thinking. Harry Potter is not a wizard because there is no Harry Potter. Harry Potter is a fictional character in a story, and the story develops good values. 
I thought of this. I try to end each show. And this is our last show for the week, right? We're not coming back until Monday. So I'm ending this week. I try to end each show with a segment called Stuff I Like, where I just introduce stuff from the arts that I like. And today, uh, I want to talk about the Pentatonics, just this wonderful, wonderful a cappella group. A cappella, obviously, which means singing as we sing in chapel, a cappella, without musical instruments. So these are five kids who basically sing without any musical accompaniment at all. They have the voices of angels. Uh, they sang a beautiful, beautiful Christmas album last year. I think they're bringing out another one this year. And as I was researching this to come in and talk about it, I found out, uh, I found this a, a couple of websites that condemned them for singing Christian songs when two of them are openly gay. And the way they knew they were openly gay is apparently they have a, a YouTube show that they do where they talk about this. I've never seen it. And and this is the kind of thing we do. Where you take, I mean, you're kidding. Kids in an acapella group are gay? It's like the old joke, you know, the hardest thing about singing acapella is explaining to your father that you're gay. So so this is the kind of thing, you know, the arts are, are, are a place where broken, uh, and I'm not saying homosexuality makes you broken, but all of us are broken. It's where our broken humanity goes to create things of truth and beauty, which are always things of God. This song, I just love. This song is about 10 million hits on YouTube. Seven million of them are me playing it again and again. And it's called it's called Cheerleader. It has the most. It's it's by a, a Jamaican guy named OMI. He did the original version. This is a cover of it. And the only thing that's, the cover I think is better, the only thing that's better about the OMI version is he has this wonderful little bridge that they cut out here about how his mom likes his girlfriend, so he's going to marry him. But the whole, what was what was the word you used, Mathis, you had before we came on, you called it what? Romantic innocence. The song has this romantic innocence. It's it's so unfeminist and, and old-fashioned. It's, it's wonderful. It's about a guy who has finally found a girl who is his cheerleader, who will support him and back him up. And so when the other girls come up to him and say, you know, do you think I'm sexy? Do I make you feel like cheating? He says, man, not really, because I found my cheerleader. So we're going to end with this. Uh, this is Andrew Claven with The Andrew Claven Show. As someone who found his cheer cheerleader many, many years ago, uh, I love this song, and we'll just go out playing this. Take it away. Not really cause oh. 